and welcome to Elite Business Live 2022. Thank you for joining us, whether you're here in our London studio, whether you're watching live online from your desk, from a beach, wherever you might be, or if you're catching up afterwards. Thanks for being here. Uh, this is uh, day two, if that's useful to know. It's um, commercial business growth. That's what we're talking about. Lots of ways to do that. And one is through marketing and thinking a bit about brand. What does that mean? How might you start to raise your profile? What really works? Well, um, the way it's going to work is we've got our first contributor who is waiting right on courtside. And that is, let me tell you a thing or two about Sabrina Stocker as we get ready to welcome her. Sabrina is an entrepreneur herself. She's the founder of My Tennis Events. She's also the founder of Two Comma PR. And uh, I think one of the toughest job interviews in the world, The Apprentice. She was a finalist in 2018. So, Sabrina, a very warm welcome to uh, Elite Business Live and we'll give you a huge welcome here in the studio, Sabrina Stocker. Thank you so much. Good morning, Ali. Great to be with you today. Good. Well, hopefully that introduction was well served up for you to smash back at me. Um, Sabrina, where are you tuning in from today? You're looking very well. Oh my goodness, it's currently 4.32 a.m. in Mexico. So I'm here, hopefully going to bring lots and lots of bubbly and maybe the sunshine will come out from behind this morning. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, it's a bit early for the bubbly for us, but, uh, or maybe not, we just don't know. Uh, but Sabrina, thank you. And, and, and by the way, The Apprentice, is that something you'd recommend others apply for? I mean, I think you'd be a great candidate, Ollie. You and Not Claude, me. I'm sure, would get on. <laughs> I'd get fired on day one, obviously. Uh, <laughs> no, no, but seriously, I mean, um, what, what, I know you're going to talk to us properly in your keynote, Sabrina, but what, what was the number one thing you learned from it that you didn't think you'd learn from it? Um, I absolutely love the process. For me, apart from saying Lord Sugar is kind of similar to a cuddly teddy bear, and he's not actually that mean. Um, probably oh. the ability to adapt was, you know, a lot, a lot of fun. And no matter what they throw at you, you've got to spin past the TV curveballs and get through it as well. No, t totally. Well, that could be our motto for Elite Business Live. So uh, thank you. We're in your capable hands. But if I can persuade you to join us as well for the panel that follows, uh, then, then that'll be a win uh, for me. But for now, Sabrina, over to you. Amazing. Thank you so much. Well, good morning, everyone. Um, welcome and tune in. I'm very, very excited for today's keynote. So today we're going to be talking about digital PR. And before I deep dive into it, make as many notes as possible. I would say try and think about throughout this presentation how exactly you can implement a lot of this into your business as well and how you're able to really level it up in order for lead generation, but also to build your authority to that next level. Now, I'm Sabrina Stocker. I'm currently in Mexico. I'm going to bring as much energy as possible this morning. So I'm looking forward to that. Now, the first question I'd love to ask you is you have the power to be the next dragon. And this is a really exciting, you see everyone on The Apprentice, Apprentice candidates, dragons in the den, even the ability to pitch to dragons. And a lot of that comes from behind you. Now, if you wanna quote P.T. Barnum, without publicity, a terrible thing happens. Nothing. You can have the most incredible business in the world. You can have the most incredible team structure, the most amazing culture out there. But if nobody knows who you are, then you're not really making so many moves. So if you really want to make an impact, 
that's where you really kind of think about digital PR and your marketing about yourself. Now, this is, and hopefully this maybe even maybe make Hannah uh, smile a little bit there. But when we think about, okay, what exactly are we wanting to happen? And without anything, and this does make me laugh, you're gonna end up with a skeleton behind your laptop, right? Because if you just wait for things to happen, they're not going to happen. Nothing's gonna come to you. And a lot of this also is about you being able there to really bring it forward um, rather than waiting for something to happen to you. Now, if we're gonna quote Bill Gates, and no matter your opinion about him, if I was down to my last dollar, I would spend it on PR. I'm really excited to deep dive into this because and I will dive into this a little bit later on, but PR for me went from losing my business overnight to being able to create a six-figure business in 12 months. It allowed me to have nearly half a million users on my site within six weeks of launching. And having now worked in the industry is probably the biggest game changer there is. So really excited for anyone listening in today. Now, I always love to connect with everybody. Elite Business is all about connection. So if you haven't already, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. You can scan the QR code right now on your phone. Just open up your phone app. You can connect with me there. Any questions that you have from today, please feel free to ask them as well in the DMs. I will spend today and tomorrow on LinkedIn replying to those. Now, of course, as well, we want to get as much traction as we can because not only are you here for yourself, but you're here for your business, you're here for your team. And part of that company culture is also about you being able to level up and showing your team how committed you are to your business as well. So a great opportunity today uh, in today's keynote in any time today, just grab a picture, share it on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, whatever means possible. And you can tag Elite Business and myself there as well. So one of the big questions, what exactly is PR? Now, I was pretty skeptical of PR. I was like, mm, I don't really know if this is for me. I don't really get it. It's pretty soft. A whole load of questions there. And actually, my best friend a few years ago, she used to run a PR agency. And I always wondered, I don't really know what she's doing. I was tennis coaching at the time. I was very happy in my own world. What exactly is PR? Now I heard this quote a little bit while ago, and why PR is what someone says when you're not in the room. Now this just isn't about you, it's about your team, it's about your business, about your brand. So what does everyone else think about and how do we bring this together in order to generate more leads, more trust, more credibility? Now, these are two, two very astonishing facts. Now, these were taken from entrepreneur.com if you type in personal branding. The two facts here is 87% of CEOs would say their digital risk impact is the most impactful and risky thing for their business. And looking back, 88% of people who were interviewed would say that actually building their personal brand was one of the biggest things to mitigate a lot of risk. Now you'll understand a little bit as I go through what I mean by mitigating risk, but just imagine the flip side of things. What would happen if you didn't risk mitigate? What would happen if you didn't put your story out there? And we'll go to, through some examples in a moment. So if I go back, what exactly has PR done for my personal brand? Now, way before The Apprentice, I was speaking on stages, I was winning awards, I was 
the face of Virgin Active. So PR for me has always been something part of my brand, but I never really realized it. But what can it actually do for you and your business? That's the question here. Imagine getting into featured in Forbes and getting 350,000 views or being asked to speak at massive, massive stages in front of your ideal audience, being invited to red carpets, I've been invited to speak at Google, and also a little tip behind the scenes, PR actually is the biggest reason to get you verified on social media. Now, when I'm thinking about this, I wanna think about this from a business perspective, not just from a PR perspective. Going back a little bit, if I go back to lockdown and this is a little bit hard for me to share. I went from running this 400 events of uh, my tennis events. We're running 400 tournaments a year. I had 40 members of staff. I was so happy. I'd automated everything. I was doing two to three hours of work per day. And when lockdown happened, I basically lost everything. I had to refund over that 80,000 pounds overnight over that weekend. Um, I had to let some of my staff go. That was a really horrible decision. And events just stopped. My cash flow just stopped. And going back into that place, and I don't really suffer from limiting beliefs, but I remember sitting there one day in my sitting room and think everything that I've worked for for the last three or four years has just gone. And there's nothing I can do about it because what's happened right now is out of my control. But I have a really strong mindset about that. And I'm extremely, extremely internal. I genuinely feel that I have complete control over what happens around me. So I sat there and I had Benji the bear and anyone who follows me on social media, you'll appreciate Benji. And I was just thinking, okay, what can I do? Because I can't leave my members of staff. I can't start from nothing. I can't go bankrupt. I have to do something. And I had two different things here. I had my personal brand and I had a really good idea. And if we fast forward this, I created and co-founded a website called Shopping Slot. And in Shopping Slot, you put your postcode in the website and you were able to find all the supermarket deliveries in your local area. And there was a massive need for this at this time because no one could get food. So we were addressing a huge, huge nationwide problem. We had a website to do this and using my personal brand, I was able to get press. Now, how much press is the question here? Within three days, we'd been able to cover regional and national paper, and it was everywhere. And fast forwarding, these were the results purely just from a press campaign. Overnight, we hit over 100,000 users on our website. The website crashed. I mean, it was very stressful at the time. Can you imagine that many emails going to your inbox? But it was a great problem to have. And in just over six weeks, we had nearly 500,000 users and 3 million page views from that. So the 3 million page views to 500,000, the conversion was also great. And we're gonna be deep diving at the end about how exactly we were able to structure this. So the biggest number one keynote I'd like you to take away from today is trust. How important is trust within your business? And trust is the absolute essence on elevating your brand from one to two levels. Now, if we look about this in a kind of pyramid kind of way, trust comes from three different areas, your authority, your credibility, and your visibility. And without all three of these different areas, you're not gonna be able to have that elevated level of trust. 
Now this goes not beyond PR, this goes into your business, into your C-level executives, into your customers. There's a great question I'd love to ask you here. Would you stay with your partner if you did not trust them? Well, no, I hope you wouldn't. Trust is an absolute foundation. And if you haven't got that within your core business relationships, then your business won't get to that next level. To quote Warren Buffett here, trust is like the air we breathe. When it's present, nobody really notices. But when it's absent, everybody notices. And we can think of this in real life examples. So for example, let's say that I wanted to hire a company. What's the first thing I'm gonna do? I'm gonna check them out on social media. I'm gonna Google them and see what comes up. And I wanna make sure that what's the social presence of that particular brand is somebody that I wanna go forward with. Now the absence of trust is when exactly it starts getting into play. And without all three of these pillars, your pyramid of trust won't stay at that very tumble of the line. Now, we're gonna deep dive on how exactly to build trust because we wanna make sure that we're taking some things away. Now, this is a fantastic law, the law of associations. Now, no matter what your opinions on Boris Johnson is, what do we automatically think to the lady next to him? If you saw somebody walking down the street with Boris Johnson, by the law of association, you're going to suddenly think, oh, this person must have some importance between them because they're working with somebody who's of significance importance in the economy. And it's exactly the same when it comes to your brand. When you see the as seen as section on the website, or you see particular brands focused in large, large publications, what they're doing here is their authority jumping because the credibility for being in something like Forbes, Entrepreneur, Business Insider, these are huge names within the PR world. So therefore, having your brand, your personal brand associated with them gives this ultimate level of credibility. And that's how you can start thinking about how to build trust there. Now, what happens when you Google yourself? And this is a great exercise I would recommend for any business owner to add this into their diary. And that's one of four different things positive PR, negative PR, someone with a similar name, or a blank canvas. And actually being able to create that Google presence of yourself is not only able to allow you to convert and close more customers, but it's also gonna risk mitigate against losing them as well. Now let's give a couple of examples here. I have myself, if I fast forward, what happens when I type my name into Google? Here I have my Instagram coming up, my personal website, my Google knowledge panel. Let's go for Karen Brady. We all know her from The Apprentice. She's looking very sharp in this picture. Again, what happens when you Google her? You have her Wikipedia page, her Google knowledge panel. Everyone knows who this is, hopefully. The very recent, very well-known dragon on Dragon Stand, Stephen Bartlett. Again, what happens? You have all of this really interesting top stories what exactly is being promoted within the media. And then you have the flip side, if anyone's been watching Netflix recently, the Tinder swindler, Simon. Now he's actually a very interesting example of how exactly he used PR to elevate his authority in order to get some more dates. What happens when he comes up? Well, maybe he's somebody who hasn't really looked at his personal brand, but because he wasn't on top of it, he's pretty much behind it. And a fifth example here, Jordan Belfort, Wolf of Wall Street. He is a great example who's used 
PR to recover his personal brand so that now he's been able to have a book and a film and yeah, quite an interesting life we could say. So what do they all have in common? Well, the first point here is the Google Knowledge Panel. Now, this ultimately means that you're being authenticated by Google, which gives you automatically a level of elevated credibility. As you can see, maybe Simon's isn't so positive, but that's also why you want to get in front of your personal press, because you're able to create that story. What else do they all have in common? They all have a personal website. Now, if you haven't already done this for yourself, your family members, and even get your team to do this maybe, but they want to make sure they're on GoDaddy, buying their full domain um, with, for example, CEO, um, they could have business owner, whatever that is in the title so that it ranks on Google. And this is really gonna elevate you within your SEO. But then on the flip side of things, if you don't have it, somebody else has it. And if you're not putting your story out there, then if a journalist wants to write something about you, they're gonna have to paint their own picture. So having a personal website is allowing them to paint that. And the third tab there is your Google News approved articles. So these means articles being ranked within the Google News tab. Now this gets tons and tons of traction, but it's also gonna allow you to put out thought leadership content, content about your company, company culture. So many different things there. And of course your social media verification. Now, on social media is press because that means that you're notable within your society, that you've got a certain amount of credibility and authority. So how exactly do you create this digital footprint? And what are some kind of things that you can do behind the scenes in order to really start doing this for your business and elevating your brand from one level to the next? Now, I freaking love this movie, but hey, and this is probably one of the biggest misconceptions when I have clients on the phone with me, but you can't just call up Forbes, like you just can't call the Sun or the Telegraph. I mean, they're not sitting there on their desks. Journalists are very busy people. They have a lot that they're doing behind the scenes. And the last thing they want to do is get a phone call from somebody who they know nothing about. And when they Google them, nothing comes up. So the first question here, and we're going to keep it super, super simple so that you can start implementing this in your own business is start thinking about press as a 360 um, journey. Because it's not about you. Nothing's ever about you. It's about everyone else that you're impacting. So for example, what exactly is this particular contributor or editor looking for? What are they currently writing about? And then on the flip side, what's this publication wanting to do? And the answer to those two things is that they're trying to increase the amount of reach and traffic that their site gets, but also increase their personal brand and increase their publication brand. So what you're pitching to them, what you're trying to put out there, is that actually meeting the objectives of the publication, of the person that you're pitching to, and on the behind the scenes side of things, of your shareholders. When something is in the press, it's extremely hard to get it down. So you wanna make sure that when you're putting your message out there, you're able to create the story. Now on the flip side of this, risk is a really important factor. And that's when your personal brand comes in. The more amount of risk that you can take away from society itself when you're putting something out there, the publications are more likely to publish you because they want to be able to also represent and look after their brand. The second stage here is storytelling. So storytelling, how exactly does that come in? 
Now, how do you keep something exciting? You don't want to have another three ways of how to get more stories, um, followers on your Instagram. That's not really going to create the engagement. You have to think, is there an actual story there? So a couple of examples, shopping slot. What did shopping slot do? Ultimately, the story was company, myself and the co-founder went into lockdown, lost our businesses overnight, were able to create a website. And the result of that website was being able to feed half a million people just using um, the search technique. So you're thinking, what exactly is the story behind the brand? And then the story behind the personal brand, and not something I'm going to get into today, but I've come from a very modest background. I lost my eyesight when I was 21. Huge story there in itself. And I've constantly had to rebuild when life's thrown different things at me. So it's about what's the story behind you as a person? Why is somebody going to love you? And then what's the story behind the brand? And how exactly is that going to be able to help that third party and bring it forward to the next level? Everyone's always looking for a story. What's going to make yours different, unique, and for people to really care about bringing you to that next level? And the third part there is your personal credibility. If you spend your time pitching to investors, journalists, contributors, whoever that is, why should somebody believe in you? What's going to risk mitigate them wanting to put you out there? What have you done of importance that's really going to push your level to the next? And a lot of that is about personal branding. It's about being able to move you as well as the story in the business. Now, this is a great quote I've heard from Warren Buffett. It takes 20 years to build a reputation and five minutes to ruin it. And if you think about that, you'll really do things differently. If we go back to the very beginning and we start thinking about what are the biggest risk mitigators? When you're trying to move your brand from one level to the next, you want to think about everyone that you're impacting, but everyone you're staying away. And I love to always bring this to company culture as well, because one of the biggest things in PR is not just about putting yourself out there, but it's about the story that you're creating for your business as well. Everyone who's behind you, your team, your employees, maybe your business partner, your JVs, why do they want to work with you? Why do your clients want to stay with you? And that's because they see all the amazing things they're doing. And when you start having your HQ meetings, and this is a really interesting um, philosophy I heard from Words That Changed Mind by Cheryl Rose. And that is that everybody's either moving towards something or everyone's moving away from something. So for example, your clients, your team, you may be moving towards more leads. You may be leaving towards um, having increased retention how to get more referrals. That's you moving from one place to the next. But have you started really considering what you're moving away from as well? Have you started moving away from losing clients because they don't trust you or losing clients because of the competitiveness of nature or not taking action now with your personal brand and waiting and waiting and waiting for something else to happen? Because if you're not really creating that digital footprint, you'll always be behind. Now, there's loads of different concepts I've covered here today. And three, these are my three biggest takeaways about how to start implementing these within your brand and your personal brand as well. The first one is to add into your monthly reminders to Google yourself. I'm really thinking about what assets are coming up. If your LinkedIn is coming up as number one, maybe spend a little bit more time optimizing your LinkedIn. 
That's about really creating your digital footprint. Now, the second is have a personal website. You would be very surprised how many founders don't have a personal website, how they haven't prioritized it, how they're always gonna come back to it later. But having that website and putting yourself out there is gonna increase the amount of traction you get to your business. Because now people buy into people, they don't buy into brands. And the third is your press outreach strategy, because otherwise you're gonna end up like this guy. And he's gonna be waiting for everything to happen, expecting things to come his way. And just to let you know, Forbes don't come knocking on your door. You have to put yourself out there and create that story yourself. Now, I hope you've enjoyed a lot of this communication. I would love to connect with everybody on LinkedIn. This is a topic that for me, I was so blissfully unaware about until it started to happen, until I was able to create those positive outcomes from PR, but also risk mitigate against the others. Now you're gonna hear so much information over today and I'm gonna be passing back to Ollie in just over a second. But a lot of this is about taking action. It's about thinking, where am I currently in my business? And what can I do right now, starting from today, starting from this weekend, to allow my personal brand and build that brand into the next level? By becoming a dragon on Dragon's Dare or becoming the next judge on The Apprentice or even a candidate, you've got to start thinking about how you're able to create that digital footprint and how exactly you can bring yourself from one level to the next. Ollie, panning over back over to you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sabrina. Loud and clear. <laughs> um, Sabrina, that was awesome. Warm applause uh, here in our central London studio. Uh, well, my first question is, if this is you at half four in the morning, what are you like in the daytime? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So, uh, I've had, I've had a couple note. of coffees this morning. I'm ready. Uh, I get it. Is it that the sort of the Mexican beans kicking in, as they say? That's not a euphemism, by the way. So, um, um, I've got a question for you. Um, and I say this as a co founder of Startup Britain. We can have a bit of a founder fetish in the UK. So, what about raising the profile of non founders, of non chief execs within an organization? How would we approach that? I absolutely love this question, Ollie. Um, yes, 100%. Because, for example, let's say that even somebody who's taking your sales calls, the majority of people taking a sales call, the person on the external phone thinks that person represents the whole companies. Yeah. So I would say personal branding isn't just about the founder or co-founder. It's about anyone who is client facing, anybody who's gonna be speaking to that client because generally when we speak to a business owner, we'll only speak to one particular person within that business. And that person is representing everybody and the entire brand. So it's a big shift, I think, from just staying around the founders and the co-founders to actually thinking, who is client facing? Who is it likely that my potential lead, my potential client's gonna be looking up? And how do we elevate their brand and their authority so that they can represent the company as well? And founders not to be scared of that, yeah. but actually to allow and create an open space for their team members to elevate themselves to the next level. All right, so, so um, what I'm going to do is extend this conversation into our panel. Do you remember when Matthew McConaughey wrote Green Lights, very interesting book, he talks about how he turned down over $10 million for rom-com roles because he was deliberately unbranding himself. What's your advice to someone who knows that they're going through a transition and needs to rethink? 
Oh, rethinks probably one of my favorite words. Um, I would say apart from getting pure clarity on what you're trying to do, once something's in the media, it's extremely hard to get taken down. But you know, you can do different tactics and flood the media with tons and tons of article, tons and tons of press and create that transition over time. So as long as you can hold on to your identity and say, this is, you know, who I was, this is who I want to be. And this is my journey. Everyone loves a story. So if you can put your story out there, people will appreciate the new brand and the new you. Got it. Right. So my final question, we're going to welcome up our panel uh, in a second. Sabrina, you are a very positive force. You're also from the time when apprentice candidates were likable, which is such a shame <laughs> that that's changed so much. Um, you've talked about the good stuff. Tell us one of the biggest trip ups you've had, but what you learned from it as well. Of course, for me, one of the biggest trip ups was taking a back seat. I'd got my business to an incredible level. I wasn't really having to do anything. And I sat back and by sitting back and not actually moving forward, and I, I kind of was destroying what I was doing. I genuinely think you can do one of two things. You can build your empire or you can destroy your empire. And every single change and decision that you make is going to be one of the two. And sitting back and let competitors come in or letting somebody else take over is never, ever going to work. So continuously thinking this isn't, okay, I'm going to check in and check out. This is what is every single intentional move going to do to increase and build my empire and to yeah. show up every time. Yeah. But so, 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 Sabrina, isn't that the challenge? And maybe we'll get our panel thinking about this because, um, you know, person number one gives the wisdom that says become irreplaceable. Yeah, become irreplaceable. Mm -hmm. Person number two knows that's foolish because someone who's irreplaceable can't be promoted. Someone who's irreplaceable can't go on to do their next thing. So how do you square that mm -hmm. circle? <laughs> Without having a, some really strong SAPs there, for me, it's not just about being irreplaceable in what you're doing, but it's in the relationships. And I go back to trust because the reason I can create so much autonomy in the team that we have is I genuinely trust them with the business. And for them to feel like they have that level of trust and authority and bring them on that journey with me rather than thinking, you know, we're two separate entities is very different. So I'd say, yes, encourage you to be irreplaceable within your team, but do that because of the culture and relationships that you're building rather than the day-to-day -day tasks. Got it. No, thank you, Sabrina. We'll stay with us. By the way, did you say that's a very strong essay piece? Um, I what did don't you say? think so. No, when you responded to the code, I didn't hear. What, what was it? <laughs> oh, SOP. I see what you mean. I thought SOP. <laughs> so I thought, what am I, Mr. Belding? Right, OK. Very good. Sabrina, stuck it. Right, stay with us because we're going to meet our brilliant panel uh, uh, in just a few seconds' time. Thank you.